Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. What a pleasure to be in your midst this morning to share the word of God with all of you. And for people watching at home, what a pleasure to share this time with you, to listen to what God is going to speak to us and what he's going to tell us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. And my prayer this morning is that as you tune in to listen, I want you to listen as the word of God goes forth. And I pray you receive your healing. You receive your breakthrough. You receive that that you have been asking of God. You receive your salvation. You receive that discipline that you need so that you can hear from God, so that you can spend time with him. So we'll go right into the message this morning. We're in the period of Lent. And Lent is well known for a period of fasting and praying, seeking the face of God, almsgiving as well. So our topic this morning says, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen? So let us pray. Think about this word as we pray. Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to say that in your prayer too. The Lord is your shepherd. So this morning as we hear from the word of God, let there be life-changing events. Because I was talking to God when God was taking through this word. I was like, I didn't want to preach it. But he said, no, you go forth with this preaching of this word. There is somebody that is meant for today. I don't know. But Father, whoever that is this word that is meant in particular for today, let there be breakthrough in their life. Let there be divine connection in their lives. Let there be a life-changing event. I'll use that word because that's what the Father was saying. That will be a life-changing event. That whatever you look for, you take it this morning in the name of Jesus. So as we listen to the word of God, I said, receive. Receive. Let there be a turnaround in your life in the name of Jesus. Welcome Jesus into your heart. Welcome the Holy Spirit to take over, to take control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can the people of God say amen? Amen. God is good. The Lord is my shepherd. So this morning we are going to look at Psalm 23. You know, everybody, I think, let me say everybody, or most people know about the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I want us to read through it, and then we'll come back and look at the relationship between a sheep and the shepherd, and the expectations and the qualities of a sheep and the qualities and expectations of the shepherd, and the benefits of allowing God, allowing Jesus Christ of Nazareth to be your shepherd, because there are benefits attached to it. So when we read Psalm 23, just look into it and see what God is saying. Just in your heart, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. That will be a life-changing event. That's what God says this morning. So you have to key in, even if you're watching from home or you're sitting right here, 
or you're going to listen to this message whenever at your own time, the Lord said there will be a life-changing event. That's what he told me. And I believe because he said once your word, his word has gone forth, that it must accomplish that that pleases his heart. That is the word of God. So we'll look into it and, and said, um, we might be look, uh, reading from different versions of Psalm 23, but I'll just read. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. So think about in that line as we read. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restorates my soul. He leads me through the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for that are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup overflow. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What a powerful prayer. What a powerful prayer. So my question this morning for you, is Jesus your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? Have you made Jesus your shepherd? If you haven't, my next question is, have you made him your shepherd? Or do you have something else that is your shepherd? That ring you're wearing? That bracelet? That charms? Or your wealth? Or something, your personality that you trust in that is your shepherd? So if you haven't made Jesus, there is a welcome for you this morning because the Lord is knocking at the door of your heart in Revelation 3.20 and said that if you open up the door of your heart, I will come in and eat with you and you will be with me. You will be mine. So that's what the word of God is saying. So I will, I will say in John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I read in Revelation 3.20, said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Ezekiel 34, verse 31. Ezekiel 34, verse 31. You are my flock the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I'm your God, says the Lord God. Is Jesus your shepherd? Have you made Jesus your shepherd? There's an invitation to you this morning saying, you are welcomed home. I am standing at the door of your heart knocking. If you open up your door, I will come in and be with you. You will be mine. And also he said, I'm the good shepherd. So you need to make Jesus your, good sh uh, your shepherd this morning. So we are going to look into what it's meant to be a good sheep. Because you have the sheep. Just imagine in your heart you have a sheep and you have the shepherd. There must be a relationship between both of them. We always use that word, it takes two to tango. There must be a relationship for both 
the sheep and the shepherd to walk in one accord. So the word sheep was used more than 500 times in the Bible for a reason. So this morning, as we come to the throne of grace, and we said the Lord is our shepherd, so we are the sheep of his flocks. So once you have received Christ, open up the door of your heart. You are the sheep of his uh, flocks. So there must be a relationship. There must be benefit associated with that also. So today we are going to look at the characteristics and the quality of a good sheep. So why was it used more than 500 times more than other animals in the Bibles? There are other animals that could have been used, but God chose that to talk about us in the Bible, to talk about the believers of his word in the Bible. So we'll look at it. I'll just call them out, and then I'll take them one after the other. The qualities of a good sheep, the expectations of a good sheep, if you must be a good follower, if you must be welcomed to be uh, one of the flocks of God, this is what you should have, the qualities. Trust and faithfulness. You must trust him and be faithful. Obedience. You must be obedient to the word of God. Meek and gentle. You must be meek and gentle in heart. Total submissive to his word. Devotion. You must spend time with him. Innocent and pure. You must be innocent and pure in heart. So we take this one after the other and we look at it. So we are looking at the first point, which is we have listed five points. So we are looking at one of the points listed, trust and faithfulness. Trust and be faithful to the shepherd because the sheep cannot follow the shepherd if the sheep did not trust the shepherd, isn't it? Your dog can't follow you if they don't trust you. That's why your dog doesn't follow a stranger when you go for a dog walk. Because they don't trust, they don't have faith in that stranger. Is it not true? So when you go for a dog walk, you said, okay, I can, okay, come on. I don't know, maybe a name. Give it and I say, let me say bingo. So I don't want to call any name. <laughs> you call a bingo and say, come on, I have to take the lead out of you right now. You, you jump, the ball is there. And there's another stranger walking by. There's no way your dog will go with that stranger. Is it not true? Because your dog will say, ah, I don't trust you. I trust, I trust my owner. So you, there, there's this relationship between a sheep and a shepherd. What is expected of us is to always trust and be faithful to the word of God. Trust knowing that Jesus is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. So I'll read Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So whatever you do, 
You're Christ follower. You're a Christian. You need to trust God with all your heart. Even when the going is so bad, even when you're walking through the valleys and the shadow of death, people, trust God because he knows what is good for you. He's going to take you. He's going to bring you out to the expected end. You need to be trustful and faithful to his word because whatever he says he will do in your life, he will do. It might look somehow this morning for you or yesterday he looked somehow for you or tomorrow is going to look somehow for you. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him and he will take over. So I'll speak more of this when I speak about the, uh, what expectations from the shepherd. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. So I'll say in Psalm 37, chapter 37, verse 3 to 5. Psalm 37, verse 3 to 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You can see the way the trust and faithfulness is always going together. So you're following the shepherd. Say, hmm, where is this shepherd taking us today? I hope there is food today. But I said, come on, let's trust him because he always does what he says he will do. Isn't it? Because he will take you to the greener pastures. He will take you to that place. The water is still. There is no high current that will sweep you off. So imagine that in your heart. He will take you to that stillness for you to go and have water. I want you to, you know, key in and understand in the spirit what God is saying here. So you have to trust and be faithful to him. Follow him. You know, read the word of God. What does he say you should do at the situation? What is he saying to you to do at the situation? You must follow him. You must do things your, his own way. So we're going to look at the next one, which is obedience. Obedient to the voice and guidance of the shepherd, which comes to you trusting and then obeying. You trust because you have that trust. You have that relationship. You know he's faithful. You're faithful to him also. You obey his ways. When you take your dog for a walk and you say, Mm, bingo, time up. Now it's for us to go home. They obey you. They follow you straight away once you move. Because they're obedient to your word. So this is what God is expecting from us this morning. For us to be obedient to his voice and guidance. So even when he's leading us, you know, as a shepherd, sometimes he goes in front and we're behind. Sometimes he comes in the middle, and we are being circled around him. Sometimes at the back, maybe leading us into a fold. So in all, you have to obey his word. You have to obey what he has said. He says in Romans 1 verse 5, Romans chapter 1 verse 5, through him... We have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. 
through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith. So you need to be obedient to the voice of God. And even as a sheep, when you have gone astray and you hear the whistle of the master, you try and come back. Find your way back to the master because you're obedient to his word. There might be a way, the name that God calls you by because he knows each and every one of us. So it's for you to key in and know when he's calling you, when he's directing your affairs to come back. In Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. So we are sheep, and we have all gone astray. That is why Jesus sent his, uh, God sent his only beloved son, Jesus Christ, so that we have life and life everlasting. So that we can be obedient to his word. That we can come back. Because as a lost sheep, you lose your location. You lose your awareness. You become stressed. That is why you need to be in that fold. So we talk about the next point is meek and gentle. Meek and gentle in heart. So we have to be meek, submissive to the word of God. Meekness is essentially an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will of God and, and desire of God. You can see how this filters down. You trust and be faithful to him. Then comes obedience. And then comes the, uh, that meekness and gentleness of heart to, to submission to his will. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, Matthew 5, verse 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So there is a blessing from being meek. So if you haven't had this quality today, I will say be in total submission to the word of God. So this is what God is looking in Psalm 35, 37, verse 5, again, he repeated, said, But the meek shall inherit the, the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Because if you're meek, you're totally submissive to God, the worries is not yours. I'm going to speak later about it, how God is our burden bearer. But remember, as a sheep, you have to have this quality and let go. Let God take over. Let the shepherd take over. Let go of your worries as a sheep. Let the shepherd take over because you are not meant to do it. It's the shepherd. You're not even designed to do anything. All you're designed for is to follow him. He knows the right place to take you. He knows the right path to take you. He knows how to defend you. He knows how to provide for you. If you're still in, in that verse of Psalm 23, you can see all the benefits. But you have to have all these qualities for you to key in, to be able to draw out of those benefits, to have a life-changing moment. So you must be devoted again. You must have time of worship, time to pray, time to seek the face of God, time to spend time with the master, 
Because if you don't spend time with the master, how would the master, how would you know the smell of the master? How would you know this is the voice of my master, even if your master is in the next room? Because even dogs, they know, don't they? I use these dogs because most, most of us have dogs here. I don't have dogs, but most people have dogs. <laughs> the dog knows when you're coming. The dog knows when you're awake. The dog knows what, you know, whatever you're thinking. The dog knows you're not happy because they do spend time with you. They have a special corner where they sit. So you, as a sheep, need to have the same relationship with the shepherd, with our God, with Jesus. You need to be devoted to him. You need to worship him. You need to be loyal to him. You need to care about him also. Because you see, some of the dogs, care about, don't they care about you at home? Some of them do. You see, some of them are trying to help you with wash-up. Some of them are bringing the clothes. Some of them are trying to tidy up. Depending on the training, level of training they have got. I remember Pastor Ross said the dog wanted to sing with you sometimes. So because they, they are devoted, they, they, they spend time with you, they have that time of fellowship with you. When you're singing, they want to sing. They know when you're happy. You have to care about our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are going to look at John 10, verse 27. I'll just read a little bit. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So how would you know, their, you know, know the voice of your shepherd if you don't even spend time? You haven't got time to spend. How do you know when he's talking to you? Does the shepherd know your name? Does he know your name? Because if you're so close, you have hundreds of sheep, and you're so close. He said, okay, this one I'll give you blue, yellow. You know, whenever the yellow comes around, it talks so much about yellow because the yellow have relationship. I'm just using this name because I don't want to call names. That can be coincidence with a name here. So we need to spend time with God so that he knows, you know, does the shepherd know your name? In John 10, verse 3 to 5, to him the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hears his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He calls his own sheep by name. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Imagine that. So if you look at what we have said in the beginning... We have talked about obedience. We have talked about trust, meekness, and devotion. You know, you spend time to know the heart of God, to know what God is talking about you, to know about the next step you have to take in life. Spend time with God. He will show you everything because from day one, before he created, he knew everything, how the path is going to go. But sometimes there might be trials and tribulations along, along that path. But when you seek the face of God, this is where he sends his angels also to take away the trials and tribulations, to make your path smooth, to protect you, and to guide you. So we, we talked about innocent and pure, which is the fifth point. Innocent and pure. Remember, 
when the God looked down on us and wanted to save us, he needed to say, send someone that is innocent and pure. In Psalm 24, he says, who shall ascend unto the hills of the Lord? Or who shall dwell in his holy place? He said, who, he who has a clean heart, a clean hand and a pure heart. So that is why God sent his only beloved son that has no blemish to come and die for us, that we will live and have life and have it in abundance. He paid the ultimate price so that we have life and we have it in abundance. In Exodus 12 verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. So I will say, innocent and pure. The sheep needs to be innocent and pure. If not, if you have gone astray, turn around, come to God, ask for forgiveness. David, you know, prayed Psalm 51 to ask God for forgiveness. So turn around and ask God for forgiveness because those are the qualities that it is expected of the sheep. So we are going to look at the good shepherd now and the qualities expected of the good shepherd. Oh, my God. This, is it time flying? <laughs> right. We have to run up. So we said he is the, the first is our protector. He's our protector. He is our savior. He's our provider, director, and burden bearer. So in John, he said he's our protector, the defender of the defenderless. That is what God is. The sheep is not designed to carry any load, as I said before, but the shepherd does it. The sheep, who, who, have you ever seen a sheep carrying load before? No. Have you seen a sheep trying to protect itself before? No. Have you seen a, 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 a sheep trying to save themselves? No. Have you seen a sheep trying to provide for themselves? No. Because the shepherd has to carry the hays and come and feed them or take them to the pastures where they can have, you know, food to eat. He directs their paths. So I'll go quickly with this because I didn't know we are running out of time. So in John, it said, we have read of where it says uh, he's our protector and he will direct our paths. So we said in Isaiah 52, uh, 12, for you shall not go out with haste nor go by flight for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rare guide. So the Lord will go before and after you at all times. He is your Savior. In John 14, verse 6, that's the second point, Savior. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to my Father except through me. So this is one of the benefits of having Jesus as your shepherd. He will save you. He will deliver you. He will be your burden, carer, uh, uh, burden bearer. He will protect you. He's the defender of the defenderless. He will provide for you. That's the third point, provider. He's our provider. Philippians 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? So this is one of the benefits. He's going to support you and provide all your riches. So in Matthew 6, verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? He's there to provide everything. 
So this is one of the benefits that you have to do uh, to make sure that you're a, shepherd, you're a good sheep and make Jesus your shepherd so that he will provide for you. Director, in Proverbs 3, uh, verse, uh, verse 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledging him and he shall direct your paths. You need to lean not on your own understanding, but continuously trust in God, for he is going to direct your paths in Jesus' name. So the burden bearer is the fifth point, which is Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So I will say this morning, if you haven't made the Lord Jesus your Savior, please turn around. If you have gone astray, please turn around. The Lord will welcome you home as the prodigal son is welcomed home. Remember the parable of the sheep, Luke 15, verse 3 to 7. When one sheep was lost, he left the 99 to go and look for the other. So there is a joy in heaven when you turn around and come back to Jesus. Spend time with God. He is the defender of the defenseless. He will provide for you. So in Psalm 23, again, we go to conclude now. The Lord is my shepherd. I want you to say it now. The Lord is. Say it as if you meant it. The Lord is my shepherd in Jesus' name. So even when you walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, he will be there with you. He will take you to that stillness place. He will take you to the greener pastures. And he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Want is that he has fulfilled the needs. Because there's difference between need and want. Any economist in the house will tell you there's a great difference. When we have scarce resources, first you fulfill the needs before you go to the want. So, but God who said, you shall not even want. Imagine that. But you have to have faith. You have to believe in the word of God. So this morning, I want to leave this with you. The Lord is my, go home and pray it again. Pray it as he meant it. Pray it as never before. He's your shepherd. He, you shall not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. He leads you through the paths of righteousness. He will be there for you. Just say it as if you meant it. Pray it as a prayer. And it shall be well with you. Amen. Receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for your word that we have heard. Thank you because you are our shepherd. Let there be life-changing event as you promised. Let there be a turnaround in the life of people. Lead them in greener pastures, O Lord. If some are in water of high current, let there be a turnaround. Bring them to that stillness, O Lord. Bless their hearts. Bless their homes. Bless their inheritance. Bless everything that they lay their hands upon. May they prosper. May they find you as a good shepherd. May there be a good sheep in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can people of God say amen? Amen.